Have you ever had someone refer to something going on in the community who asked you, what's going on there? What's the story with all that? The right answer lies with the people directly involved in it, the people who know. Why not hear their story? So welcome to What's the Story, Pekin? I'm Gary Gillis, your host, and I hope you enjoy this Pekin podcast. Well, my guest today is our new state representative from the 93rd uh, District, Travis Weaver. Travis, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I wanted to have you here because um, have a little bit of get acquainted, if you will. Uh, and though you've had a great first year, very high profile in the community, I see you everywhere, it seems. Uh, I thought we'd just sit down and have a little conversation about what this first year has been like, but also your office, the services you offer, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, and as, since it's getting to know you, uh, maybe a brief little minute or two bio on the 31-year-old Travis Weaver. Yeah, well, you know, let me start off by saying just what an honor it is to be here. And I, I appreciate the kind words you said about uh, just getting present in the community. That's something I really wanted to be intentional of up front mm-hmm. is spending the time to put down the roots, knowing, you know, uh, I don't plan on being in this role for one term. I plan on being here for a while. I do have sure. a self-imposed 10-year term limit. But, you know, you, you invest in relationships up front and then they pay dividends over time, not just so much in support of me and my candidacy but really in just the connections that i have with the community mm-hmm. and knowing what people's desires are and what they want and what their issues are sure. i think makes you in just in a much better place to be able to serve them uh as far as bio goes uh kind of consider myself a hometown kid born and raised peoria illinois um, born in osf hospital dunlap gray dunlap middle dunlap high go eagles mm-hmm. went all the way yeah. through uh all my siblings did um my dad actually also went to dunlap um, so, you know, we've, we've been around the community for a long time. Uh, after that, I went down to the University of Alabama to do my undergrad. Okay. Just had a fantastic experience there. Uh, majored in finance and marketing. Um, and really thought that I was going to spend a career at Caterpillar. I, I loved working at Cat. Uh, thought that's where I was going to spend my time. Uh, became the youngest strategy manager in the whole company by the time I was 27. Um, and then if you recall, a couple years ago, there was this thing called the COVID-19 pandemic sure. mm-hmm. uh, that I, I think really just forced a lot of people in my generation and in all generations to kind of look introspectively and think, is this the career that I want for myself? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, sitting in my apartment, 700 square foot apartment, <laughs> climbing the walls, couldn't leave, couldn't go to the gym, couldn't be in the community, and just feeling like my creator didn't put me on my planet, on this planet, to do that. Uh, so I kind of started thinking, okay, if I was going to do this corporate finance gate cat, what else would I do? And it became obvious to me that I wanted to become a teacher. Um, when I was younger, you know, when I was a teenager, I kind of felt like I had two paths. I could become a teacher and a coach and really invest in kids. But, you know, I, I was young and I had ego. And um, I said, no, I want to go make a bunch of money and I like business. And so let's go climb the corporate ladder. And I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but one thing that became so evident to me during the pandemic is how little I needed to live off of. Mm. You know, there's no dinners, no expensive nights out, no clothes. You know, you, you, for there was a while there, you couldn't really spend any money sure. if you wanted to. And I would do my monthly finances and realize, even it, while paying rent in you know Gold Coast Chicago, I'm living on like a thirty thousand dollar a year salary. Mm-hmm. But I'm also having some of the most fun in my life because my weekends are are board games and cheap bottles of wine with my friends. <laughs> and I mean, really, just like finding joy in the simple things sure. 
and life. Um, and so with that, I just realized, well, gosh, maybe I don't even make all this money to be happy. Maybe I, I could be fulfilled and doing something else. So thought I was going to become a teacher, reading the teaching books, got my sub license, was doing some subbing over at Brimfield. And in kind of that um, exploring of a new career, I had somebody reach out to me and say, why don't you consider running for state rep? And I said, no, thanks. Uh, you know, my dad was a senator for five years and, and seeing him, that made me turned off by politics. I just saw the dysfunction in the system and I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's not for me. But the seed had been planted. And uh, from there, you know, sure. the seed kind of grew and oh, yeah. um, went from being a uh, heck no in June of uh, 21 to uh, January 22, making my announcement that I was going to make the run for it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel really good about representing the district. It's a very rural district, strong ag community. I'm a farm kid. I was an FFA president, um, really just a strong conservative district. And I look at myself and, um, that's my background, Christian gun earning farm kid, uh, small business owner now. Um, so, uh, it's just nice representing a district and not having to, um, think, you know, there's people that are very conservative that represent purple districts mm -hmm. and it's not their job to vote for themselves. It's their job to be a reflection of what their district is. And for me, I don't really have a lot of that, um, contention because I feel like I'm a very good representation as a person mm -hmm. of, of my district writ large. Speaking of your district, describe it geographically. In other words, redistricting, uh, you know, boundaries have changed. Mm -hmm. So give uh, listeners an idea of what that is. Yeah, so it's uh, Illinois 93. Uh, prior to myself, it was represented by Mark Luff. Prior to that, it was represented by Mike Eunice. But for folks around here, um, it would look a lot different from when those two gentlemen uh, represented mm -hmm. it's about 90% new territory from new geographic territory okay. from that old district. Uh, Pekin's the largest city, about 30,000 people. Kiwani's the second largest city, about 15,000 people. Um, together, those two cities make up a, a little over 40% of the district, and the remaining, call it 60%, um, is towns like Brim Galva, Illinois, yeah. Yeah. Marquette Heights, Hannah City, yeah. Brimfield, Dunlap. Kingston Mines, Mapleton, Galva, Galva Cambridge, Illinois. I mean, 2,000 people and smaller. Yeah. Um, so it does have a presence in Peoria County, quite a bit of the ge geography of the county, um, but really none of the city. Um, so it's, it's kind of a blend where there's a lot of rural parts to it. There's some um, sub suburban parts oh, yeah. to it. Uh, a lot, so of, it's, a lot it's of those neat. towns you can yeah. go through and you know you never have to worry about running the stoplight because they don't have one. That's right. So, but they're they're quaint little towns. Yeah, fun fun places. Nice. I, I love going by and observing their parks or their schools, and you can see the the pride and level of engagement they have. And that's I think that's a great thing. Now you have one office, or how many offices do you have? Yep, I've got my main offices here in Pekin, three thirty seven Court Street, um, and then my Senator Neil Anderson and I uh, share an office um, in Kiwani at the train depot up there. Okay. What are some of the services, Travis, that people inquire about? I think a lot of people, uh, you know, realize, yeah, there's there's key votes and things that happen mm -hmm. in Springfield, but there's services that they can avail themselves of through your office. So, what are some of those? Are some of those most requested? Um, a, a big one we get, probably number one, is support with FOID cards. Okay. Um, you know, I, I believe that we should avoid the FOID, abolish the FOID card. I mean, it's it's really um, a redundancy. You, you get everything you need on the FOID off of your mm -hmm. driver's license. But the state that we are in, in Illinois, um, state police requires it. Uh, it's it's really can be a hassle. Getting them renewed can be a hassle. That's probably number one. Um, but what I tell folks is, 
uh, as a constituent, if you don't know if it's a federal issue or a state issue or a city issue, re reach out to us. You can reach out to me personally. I, I put my cell phone number on my Facebook page, 309-645-5892. It's not a secret. Uh, but you can call my office. I've got just a terrific chief of staff. And we'll either we'll either help you or, or we'll get you to where, um, to where you the, need to the be. the phone number there, direct to the office? Um, it's, on my, it's on my website. If you Google okay. uh, Travis Weaver State Representative, it'll have the email address and, and the phone number there. And they can send in inquiries through the, the website can, as well. Yep, they can send yeah. to the website. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as legislation goes, I have um, four key uh, priorities that I just think uh, represent my district and my strengths, which are um, fiscal responsibility, agriculture, economic development, and education. Kind of a okay. mix of things that are strengths within the district, um, things that are passionate of me, you know, for example, education and economic development. Um, but, you know, one thing that I've found in Springfield is it's not a shock to folks that, uh, you know, my party makes up one third of the General Assembly. Right. Right. And so I have some folks will ask me, you know, do you have more Republican friends or Democrat friends? And the reality is if I'm just friends with half the folks on the other side of the aisle, mm -hmm. Yeah. That we're even, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, that, that's probably been my greatest surprise of being down there. Um, you know, I, I'm not a bomb thrower. Um, you know, my, my pastor often says, you know, you got to ask yourself, is this a hill to die on or mm -hmm. is this a hill to dialogue on? Okay. And for me, I, I think I have a lot more hills to dialogue on, you know, especially being in the super minority. Right. Uh, if it's a hill to die on, it, it doesn't matter. They're going to pass it with or without me. Um, and so one thing I made a priority when I got down there was to walk across the aisle every, every single day, literally walk across the aisle and, and shake hands and just introduce myself to folks. Hi, my name is Travis Weaver. Such an honor to be down here. Where are you from? What are some issues that you're passionate about? What you got for family? What do you do professionally outside of this? And just get to know people right. on a personal level. And I think that that really um, p paid off for me a lot quicker than I expect. Because I think, first of all, it's a little bit more uncommon than one might expect or, or mm -hmm. hope. Um, and second of all, you know, I, I just thought I might as well go meet him now because I'm going to meet him at some point. And it's either I met you when I was new or it sure. took me three years to <laughs> finally yeah. come over and, uh, and say hello. Um, and so I, uh, I've really enjoyed making um, what I would just consider some, some uncommon, unlikely friends, folks that if I hadn't done this probably wouldn't quite cross paths with you know i mentioned i'm a i'm a strong conservative from central illinois w one of my closest friends is um a, a woman named uh kelly cassidy who lives in the northern chicago neighborhoods a uh, very progressive democrat um, we disagree on just about everything that we vote on but i i love her heart i love her love for illinois uh we both like tacos we both like cheeseburgers <laughs> yeah. we, we're both uh uh, like classic rock and, and country music. Um, and then, you know, another dear friend of mine, uh, Barbara Hernandez, um, strong Hispanic leader in the state. She's the closest person to my age in the General Assembly, you know, an, another strong progressive. Um, but I've just found that when you make bonds outside of the chambers, mm -hmm. um, you build trust. And, you know, so as a freshman, I, I passed three bills, the second most of any freshman in my caucus. And I think a lot of that was just because um, they got to know who I was and if, uh, saw that my bills didn't have any angle to them just just good solid bills that are, sure. are good for the state well what were those bills um well, the first one that i ever passed i'm very proud of it it was my speech pathology bill uh m most of my bills i get from constituents so um anybody listening to this if you have any ideas for bills please please bring it forth i, I love to pass bills that impact everyday lives sure. so my speech path bill i had somebody reach out to me uh she moved from california to illinois um in california 
if you have a bachelor's degree in speech path, you can be a speech path assistant. In Illinois, you can only be a speech path assistant if you have an associate's degree. Mm -hmm. So she had more education. She had on-the-job training, and because of Illinois' broken code, she wasn't able to, to do the job oh, that she wanted. Okay. Um, so it's not lowering the bar. It's creating new pathways that are actually ab above the bar. Sure. Um, so you know, just good common sense legislation that gets people into careers that are fulfilling, gets kids the help that they need, um, re relieves a shortage in the industry. Um, so yeah, all good stuff. And there was a couple others you mentioned. There's, yeah, um, I had two more. One of them uh, creates a task force to try to address the issue of liability insurance um, for people that are doing, uh, you know, co-ops, sure. um, ap apprenticeship type programs. Um, and then the final one um, addresses uh, the issue of um, pest uh, varmint animals that. Um, create problems with drainage districts. So okay. predominantly um, moles and uh, I think there's one other type of animal perhaps that if, if they're in a drainage district, it gives them the capacity to trap them immediately instead of having to go get a okay. permit um, because water gets gets backed up and damages yeah. land. Well, here in Pekin, a lot of people can talk about moles. Yeah. And, uh, and, and perhaps passionately in a way and with language I couldn't repeat, but and, and we've got a place down in Spring Lake as well. And when the yeah. moles set in there, it's just it's Yeah, just I think it's um, moles, uh, muskrats, and, and um, maybe beavers are the, are sure. the three that it sure. outlines. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned some of the, the colleagues you've befriended. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have issues I'm sure they face that, you know, it's difficult to empathize with. And you have the same thing here. And, you know, to, to bring your past and personal experience growing up in country and, and understanding farming, you know, those are the kind of things that I think that the real life experiences that you can share and how it affects and impacts people, I think. Yeah, you know, um, Abe Lincoln, somebody I really look up to, obviously, how can you not? I mean, sure. you know, one of the yeah. greatest people ever came from Illinois. And, you know, uh, about the Civil War, he said, we shall not judge them for they are who we may be under different circumstances. Sure. I mean, what a powerful statement. You're at war with right. part of your country that's committing the atrocity of slavery. Right. And he has the comments, the, you know, the wherewithal to say, hey, different backgrounds, we disagree, but, you know, let's be right. let's be slow to judgment and um gosh if he can say that about somebody sure. um and that he's at war with you know i think i can try to pause for a second and see a perspective of somebody who came from a very different background right. as myself well lincoln's a good example and it's interesting you brought that up because you know probably what you're confronting often is some people feeling okay well you know you're from this side of the aisle mm -hmm. philosophically this is probably what you need to think and this is what you always will think and there's no attempt or reason to try to influence you otherwise. Well, Lincoln was, you know, the exact opposite of that. He was one where, when confronting with the facts, was willing to change his mind. Slavery is an example. And it's unfortunate he gets beat up on, on some of his early thoughts or philosophical beliefs about it, but how he evolved, especially with his friendship in connection with, you know, Frederick Douglass. Mm -hmm. and, and I think there's something to be learned for anybody in elective office nowadays that, uh, you know, you, you, you learn, you grow, you, you evolve. One of Everett Dirksen's favorite quotes to, to me is the one that when he said, I'm a man of fixed and unbending principles, the first of which is to stay flexible at all times. And, and I think there's something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd love to see us return to that. So mm -hmm. I appreciate what you do in, uh, down in Springfield because I think 
uh, public perceives it as being just a hostile environment and hyper-partisan and, yeah. you know, good luck trying to get anything done. Yeah, and there's definitely sometimes we take off the gloves and go after each other. Um, but, you know, the reality is we passed uh, 800 bills this last cycle. Probably um, 30 of them were really contentious and, um, you know, 700 of them were probably unanimous or nearly unanimous. Sure. And then the other ones were probably split down party lines. So the, the vast majority yeah. of bills that we pass are um, either unanimous or, um, you know, there's 118 votes, 100, 105, 110. Sure. Um, but the reality is, you know, the media is never going to say uh, <laughs> another calm day here in Springfield. I mean, that's not news. Sure. Right. Uh, exactly. So they cover the things that are controversial as they should. I think those are the things that people should be informed about. Um, but the reality is that, uh, you know, I, I think that we actually do um, work okay together. And, you know, that's what this country was founded on, e, e pluribus unum, of mm -hmm. many one. Sure. Um, regarding our states of many one, and I believe also as our um, individuals. You know, we, we're many individuals, but together we're one as Illinoisans. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing to, I, th I thought I'd visit on real quickly was, uh, when you ran, of course, you, you touted your background in finances, financial services, uh, those type of things. And one of the skill sets then you brought would be in a, in a style or an approach to the state's fiscal problems, mm -hmm. and especially, of course, uh, when it comes to pension issues and that type of thing. Is there anything really could be done in that? Are there, are there people willing to listen to ideas or, or creative approaches to, to a problem that certainly it's going to get worse before it gets better if it's not addressed? Yeah, you know, my favorite thing about having a finance background and coming in and trying to uh, support on fi finance issues. Uh, first of all, I need, I need to be very thankful of our minority leader, Tony McCombie. I think she does a great job of using everybody's skills that they bring to the table. Um, you know, for example, around here, Dr. Bill Howder, uh, the only physician that we have in Springfield. So he's on a lot of the healthcare and licensing committees. Uh, Dennis Hipsor, just north of here, Chief Deputy Sheriff of Woodford County. He's really our, our law enforcement guy. And um, so, you know, for me, I sit on the I sit on the pensions committee. I sit on revenue. Um, I sit on insurance. I sit on some appropriations committees. So it's it's just feels nice to have leaders that recognize your strengths and yeah, use them. Right. And the thing that I appreciate about my strengths, the situation I'm in, is that it's all just math. In yeah. Insurance is just math. Revenue is just math. Pensions are just math. And. Um, once you can agree on what the data inputs are, then you can make a decision about uh, do we agree that it's a good thing to raise taxes on this or not, or do we have the budget to do it or don't we? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, a, a lot of the social issues that I mean, I'm happy to disagree about, but um, are really a difference of perspective. The, the finance issues really, really aren't. I mean, it, it's just it's right. just the math. Yeah. And, you know, we do have a huge pension problem. Um, Moody's Investor Services says it's $300 billion. The state of Illinois says it's $150 billion. Uh, I'm probably going to lean more towards yeah. Moody's Investor Services. I would, I would tend to agree with um, that. Yeah. But the reality is it's probably mm -hmm. you know, somewhere in the middle. Um, but it's, it's a huge problem. It, it's, uh, it's a quarter of our annual budget. And you know, there's other states that have really high taxes. Illinois has the second highest taxes in the nation. Um, but you, know, you go to a state like uh, a lot of the East Coast states have high taxes, but you see it more in the services. You see it more in the law enforcement and the roads and the school districts. In Illinois, we don't really see it here so much because we take a quarter of our annual budget. I mean, you think about a pie, slice off one fourth of it, and we basically throw it away yeah. because it goes to fund old government that wasn't paid for 
when it happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some debt is good, some debt is bad. You know, right. if you take out a mortgage for your house, that's okay debt because you're utilizing the asset while you're paying for it. If you put a trip to Costa Rica on your credit card, that's bad debt because yeah. you're still paying for it years down the road sure, after exactly. you did the trip. Yeah. And so the type of debt that we have for pension debt is bad debt. We, you know, rendered the services in years past as folks were serving us as firefighters, police officers, teachers is the, probably the biggest bucket. Um, and now they're retired and now we're paying for it sure. because we didn't pay for yeah. it then. Yeah, That's, um, I've always been amazed and I've always claimed that some people just in an elective office don't understand the, the math. And especially we've enjoyed an extended period of time with historically low interest rates. And you start thinking on the debt that you incur if interest rates just go up to uh, you know, a little bit, it's going to be a significant percentage and a significant change. So uh, we'll see how the math, the math plays out. But speaking of your background, uh, I understand that's led you to perhaps a future title uh, that's coming forward because you alluded to this when I saw you at a community event last week and you will shortly be, it would be wrong to call you uh, Professor Weaver. Yeah, it is. And I'm a little offended that you're wearing an Illinois State Redbirds uh, uh, jacket into this discussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my, my son went to Bradley, so Bradley's in, enjoyed uh, you know giving him his education and uh, spending some of my money. So um, Yeah, so I, I'm going to be teaching a class at Bradley um, in the spring as an adjunct professor, something I'm very excited to do. You know, I mentioned at the beginning that I was thinking about leaving my job um, to become a teacher. And part mm-hmm. of the reason I decided to go down the politics path instead is because I felt like uh, this was an and opportunity as mm-hmm. opposed to an or opportunity where I could do politics and education. Um, and this is kind of how that's manifesting is becoming an adjunct professor. Um, I, I love spending time with kids. It, this isn't probably going to be so much kids because it's an MBA class. Um, but you know, I, I really had a paradigm shift probably my junior year in college where I was a good student and my friends might ask for help and I probably wasn't eager to offer because we got graded on a curve. And so I would say, it hurts my grade if you get a, a better grade. And yeah. so I was kind of in this dilemma. But then my junior year, I started tutoring more. And then I realized how much better my grades were because I had to understand the material so much deeper because I was helping them. And I, I really think ever since then, I just really enjoy the material. Um, I, I really enjoy learning about business. This is a, a management theory class that I'm going to be teaching. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited, Bradley. Um, I, I believe that the Central Illinois region really has um, four great engines that a lot of other regions would kill for. Um, Obviously, our Caterpillar presence is still strong. Uh, the hospitals are strong. We've got a tremendous ag presence really throughout the state. I mean, mm-hmm. Illinois is sure. one or two in corn and beans, foreign hogs. Um, and then that fourth engine is Bradley University. And you know the fact that they're having really an issue with enrollment going down and some real challenges, um, I'm excited to just jump in and, and do a small part um, to support that. I obviously grew up uh, a huge Bradley basketball fan is probably where a lot of the stems up from. There was one point when my uh, family had a whole row of seats at the games because oh. my parents, my aunts and uncles, my grandparents, we all had tickets sure. and they were all right next to each other. Um, so, you know, Bradley's not the North Carolina Tar Heels or anything like that, but they've got a good no, program big, in there. Big locally, and that's, that's what matters. It's, yeah. all, it's all local. So, sounds good. Look, uh, look forward to hearing more stories about that mm-hmm. in the future. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. We'll have you, we'll have you back. Um, you mentioned some problems that uh, will not be solved in the state uh, overnight, but likely over time. And being such a young legislator, I'm sure over time you'll be able to address that. So uh, 
thank you for the services you bring. Thank you for joining us here today and, and sharing some of uh, of your story and what's the story peaking. Uh, you did share your cell phone. I did. Um, All good. Was, uh, I, I've sent it out in uh, mass campaign text. I put it on my sure. Facebook page. So um, at this point, I figured just lean into it because it's well, not share a secret it with us, anymore. Share it with us again. Yeah. People can write that sure. down. Um, it is uh, area code 309-645-5892. Very good. Yeah, so and I've got it on my phone too. Good. And that's and, how I set uh, this up. You know, I think one last thing I just would leave with. I was actually... Um, in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. One thing that's just kind of been on my mind a lot is this whole concept of a more perfect union. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think as Illinoisans, we know that we have challenges. It's not a secret. We've got high taxes. We've got pension problems. We've got challenged roads. Um, But, you know, I think the promise of a democracy, of self-governance, was never that it's going to be easy or that we're ever going to get it right. Um, and so I just really appreciate your, you guys' engagement um, and all the great folks from the community that really pushed me and give me ideas for how to be better um, because we we are not a perfect union. We're in search of, of a more right. perfect union. Right. And so uh, thanks so much for just being a part of that. Well, well said. And thank you for being here. And thank you to you for listening to us and enjoying today's podcast. Uh, we always welcome ideas. So feel free to send us an email at peakinpodcast at gmail.com. As always, want to thank the Pekin Library for providing this facility. We are once again in the Passport Room, which I will Share a commercial again for uh, contacting the library if you need uh, to get yourself a, a passport. Thanks to Mike Eaton, as always, for being here as our sound guy. And uh, again, thank you for listening and have a great day.